0: Hello everyone, you're listening to The Tech Loop Podcast and with us, we have our first guest, Mr. Saptarshi Prakash, who is a product designer at Swiggy, a TEDx speaker and also an ex-IITian. Welcome, sir.
1: Hi, Harsha. How are you doing? Feels really good to be a part of this.
0: Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you here. So let's rewind. Um, let's go back to college. How is IIT like? It's a dream for every Indian kid out there. So tell us more about IIT.
1: Well, IIT is, uh, <laughs> as you can expect, you know, not very different from other engineering colleges, but uh, the environment is uh, very interesting. You know, uh, I know that IITs are known for the best engineering colleges in India. But um, I would say that IITs are, is a place of excellence. You know, you will find someone or the other who's extremely good at certain things. Doesn't have to be engineering. You know, you will find, you'll find a person who is extremely good at, say, coding. You will find someone who's extremely good at designing. You'll find someone who's extremely good at playing the guitar or singing or cricket, anything. So, so the excellence is what is uh, uh, what it sets it apart is what I would believe because the examples are such. You know, say if I I you know chose a certain thing as my hobby, my benchmark would be the people who are extremely good in that field. So that kind of motivates me to keep working as well.
0: So it's like the greatest minds from our country who it's and it's not only academically wise. You know, and irrespective to academics, you know, you have the greatest minds present there in all domains. It could be as you said, it could be some a musician or like a designer as you are. So, you know, I think the peer group must be amazing there, right?
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, And when you say the best mind, yes, I feel flattered. <laughs> Thank you for saying that.
0: Okay. So when were you introduced to design? Like, did you have an idea of it in school or was it college? When, exact, when exactly did you hear about it? Well, hear
1: about it? Um, well, you know, I joined IIT in 2009. And I graduated in 2014. It was a five-year course that I was in. But design had actually started way before that. So when I was in school, when I was in high school, so my parents bought me the first personal computer. And uh, I'm talking 2003, okay? I was in the 8th or 7th standard. So then having a computer at home wasn't a very popular thing. It wasn't like it was today. And along with the computer, we had a printer as well. So, you know, as a kid, what I wanted to do was, you know, Do something with a computer, print something out and then maybe surprise my friends and relatives. So you know greeting cards was one of the things. I thought okay I will you know create some greeting cards and then I will print them out and I will give. And that's when I got introduced to this tool called Photoshop. So I figured out that Photoshop is a tool using which you can make greeting cards. How? I don't know. Right? So I, I somehow managed to get a copy of Photoshop and I started, uh, you know, just trial and error, you know, checking out what the interfaces. I didn't have internet back then, you know, so there were no out of uh, tutorials and all that out of questions. So, yeah, I think that's how the design, the, the concept of design got embedded in me, making greeting cards.
0: That's great. That is super cool. Because, you know, as kids, like every every kid has that artistic flow, you know, it could be painting, or it could be sketching, it could be like even like doodling in class, you know, when your teacher is explaining something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it's like, it's a nice, like, you know, it started, you you had that hook, you know, with just one PC at home. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's fun, actually. Yeah.
0: Do you think you would trade your IIT experience for some design school, like, let's say NIFT or NID? Do you, like, how do you feel? Uh, you know that played out in your life you
1: know iit over NIFT or nid no no way i don't think i would ever want to trade you know iits is one of the best things which has happened to me and uh, i would i would i would always want it to be that way no way i would want to trade it with something else uh well you know uh, like i said iit was a place of excellence so Today, if I am, you know, if I'm able to build a career on something that I haven't studied, it's because, you know, I I inculcated it myself. I worked towards it. And the excellence that I have seen in my peers or in my seniors in IIT has actually helped me uh, to to you know work that kind of uh, you know, put that kind of effort now. So that way I would say, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to trade. And uh, I feel being an engineer. And then, uh, I mean, then, uh, you know, switching to design had been good for me because uh, as a designer, I'm a product designer, you know, I'm not an, I'm not something else, some other kind of designer. So since I'm a product, digital product designer, I primarily work for tech companies and uh, tech companies are heavily dependent on tech. And as an engineer, I understand technology. So that helps me a lot to, you know, to empathize with uh, my, my development teams or, or understand technology as to how certain things work, which, which uh, I'm not sure if someone who's purely from a design background would be so comfortable. I'm not sure though, but yes, from my perspective, I don't think I would want to trade.
0: Yeah, it gives you best of, you know, both the thinking. Like you have your, you know, you have your design process as well, and then you know what goes behind the tech, which will be used, you know, which will be used for your design.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, now that you've had your years of experience, uh, there are so many budding designers in our college as well who want to pursue design as a career. Do you find any difference between a person who has gone to a design school uh, and a person who has had no sort of background? Is there any difference in their work or something? Uh,
1: Nothing big that I've observed, but one thing I can certainly say that uh, someone who has self-learned, that is someone like me, uh, is very unorthodox. So, you know, when you when you go to a college, you have a formal education, be, be it anything. Like, you know, I have gone to an engineering school. So I have a I had a formal approach towards engineering. You know, I was taught it in a certain way because there was a curriculum, right? But similarly, it happens in any kind of school. So people who have gone to a design school, they have a very systematic and a, a very orthodox approach towards things, the textbook approach that you say. Well, that can be good as well as bad. And uh, for some people and for people like that, you know, I'm sure many of uh, many people or many seniors might have told you that what you do in college or what you learn in college and then what uh, you get to do when you get a job in a company is way different, right? Even though you know, both are engineering, this is way different. So what I would say self-taught people, they kind of jump into the work mode uh, much before. So they never go through the orthodox or the textbook approach because they never gone to a design school and they learn it from things which are happening around know uh, the stuff which uh people other designers are saying the stuff which uh other people are doing so they learn based on that so i feel it's a more practical knowledge but uh i think uh the theory that uh, people like me are missing out uh it can be compensated by you know putting a little more extra effort maybe reading something online or speaking to other people but overall i think yeah it is possible to do it without a degree i believe
0: mm that's great yeah because like even for us you know uh if i would stumble up across a certain tech uh, tech stack or you know certain technology and then like explore it you know on my own i might be more i have more inclination towards that than over something i'm going to be taught in class so i think that also plays in you know factor with this because you know this is something that you just you know found out and now you know you're having an inclination towards that and then you know you deep dive in
1: yeah exactly i think that's where you know the passion the word passion comes into the picture they say right doing something because you love it totally versus doing something because you were told to do it so these are two different passion things is like yeah.
0: now the latest buzzword everyone's been using it <laughs> everyone's trying to oh, find yeah. it oh. okay coming back to you again um tell us about your journey especially in college post-college days how did you start how did you you know land up in projects everything
1: yeah, you know, so like I said, uh, design started by making greeting cards uh, back in school. So after that, you know, I I never thought that, you know, I would uh, do something uh, with design. And it, it, I didn't even know that such a field existed, that, you know, someone would pay you money for making greeting cards that I could never imagine a kid, right? But then, uh, you know, I'm like a middle-class Indian. I thought, okay, which is the profession that is going to get me a job the fastest? And I saw that it's engineering. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, having been good in academics back in school, so I thought that, yeah, you know what, IIT is a place that I can uh, probably try and get into. And then I got into that, you know, the so-called rat race, as they say. I loved I loved it, though. I don't have any complaints uh, in the way I prepared or I got into IIT and all. It was all fine. So I got into coaching, and then there was no question of design at all, right? Because you're busy with your academics. It again started when I joined IIT. When I joined IIT, I figured out that, okay, you know, there is life beyond academics. There are other things that you can do. There are hobbies that you can pick up. There are games that you can play. There are skills that you can learn. And there are awesome seniors around you who can help you out with everything. And to add to that, we had, you know, our local area network land within, uh, within IIT. And uh, of course, the internet was there. So there were a lot more resources to learn something, right? So that's when design rekindled again. So I thought, okay, let's start the Photoshop where I had left it. So I you know, installed and I started playing around again. I found a lot of tutorials and all, which I never knew that such things existed, right? I never knew that you could watch a video and then learn to use a tool. That was a completely new concept to me. And then I also figured out that uh, every college has fests, right? Our college also, IIT Madras also had uh, our cultural and tech fest, uh, Sarang and Shastra. And uh, there were design teams who worked for those fests. You know, these design teams would be the people who would design t-shirts, posters and, you know, anything related, any collateral related to that. So I thought, okay, this is something that I should do because I'm good at and I'll probably make it to the team. And yeah, I made it to the team and I started designing and then I would post stuff on Facebook and all, you know, normal photo editing, you know, I change the color of someone else's t-shirt and say that, wow, look, I did it in Photoshop. I remember I even created an album on on Facebook, which was named Photoshop is great. So am I, (laughs) you know, how arrogant that sounds. Okay. So there that's the album where I would use to put my Photoshop work. But even then, you know, I never thought that this would be my career. This would be my profession because uh, back then, I'm talking 20, 2009 or 2010, back then, you know, UX design, product design wasn't that big a deal. Uh, smartphones, yes, they did start coming up into the Indian market, but they were not popular. No one was really talking about UX and app design or web design, nothing like that. And design as a career would only remind me of that guy who sits in that Xerox shop. You know who I'm talking? So and, uh, after studying in an IIT, that isn't the thing that you would want to do So I never thought uh, like design would be a career. So it just went that way. But I figured out that, you know, I mean, I'm from electrical engineering. I figured out that electrical engineering is not something that I would want to do all my life. I liked it, but no, certainly not something that I can do all my life. Okay. I was more interested in, you know, management, organizing stuff and, uh, uh, you know, just leading something, starting something. You understand, right? That I was that kind of a person. I, I did a lot of things in college as well, you know, I started a design club in college and then eventually I went and even headed the design teams of uh, one of the tech fest, Shastra, uh, one of the fests of our college, I mean. So uh, people knew that I was a designer, right? And I thought that, okay, not engineering, I'll go out and do an MBA, I'll get into an IM or something and then get an MBA and then I will do my corporate job and that's something that I would love. And I actually did that, you know, because uh, I mean, I, of course, didn't do an MBA right away. In my campus placement itself, I found a job which was similar to an MBA job, a non-core job, apparently happens in IIT. You know, you can you can get into a non-core job and it also pays you more than a, than a core job. So that is the reason I went. And then around one year into it, into my job, that is sometime in 2015, one year um, after having worked as a project manager in an MNC here in Bangalore. Uh, one of my college seniors, he reached out to me saying that, "Would you want to switch to a job which is UX design, right?" And it was for a company called Housing.com. And Housing, uh, I'm not sure if you have heard about it. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's like a very popular startup back then, right? It, it exists even today. And uh, back then, everyone was talking about it because it was one of the first companies which had considered design very seriously. You know, uh, they had, uh, they did a rebranding, massive rebranding, and they hired some of the best designers of the country, paid them a lot of money, and people were actually talking that, hey, this app is comparable to the kind of apps people build in San Francisco or in the Valley, right? So that's how the uh, the hype was created. And uh, since my senior, he actually joined Housing, so that's why he called me. So when I heard that, okay, I have an opportunity to work at Housing, you know, it, it, it just created some new sparks. I felt that, okay, maybe something can happen, right? And then, uh, yeah, I went through the process. It was, you know, an interview. They gave me a case study. Yeah, yeah, I did that I home takeaway, home, home case study, of course. And then they flew me to their headquarters in Mumbai and I stayed there for half a day. I met one or two people and then that's it. I had an offer, <laughs> right? So that's how I professionally started uh, designing, actually
0: you know as drake would say started from the bottom and now we're here <laughs> <laughs> but okay. it was very insightful to be honest like you know it it not only really shows you that uh how networking is important even in college like you know you should not just stay in your shell just not stick to academics you know get get a side hobby and maybe really be good at it and then how your senior reached out to you in your you know uh professional life so it it was it was an eye opener I could to say the least there are there yeah. were different aspects in that story for me
1: I'm sure all of us many of us can relate to this kind of story
0: exactly because it's just not that oh you you know you started doing design and that's it and you took off there were different aspects you know uh, like how you became you became the design guy in college, everybody it you know that approached you for design, you know anything related to that, and then how you know you you know obviously people around you knew about it, you networked and, you know, senior comes and approaches you. There's a lot. There is a lot. It, right. it was, it was right. great hearing yeah. about that. So, uh, yeah. And like, when did you finally decide that, no, like when was the thought in your head that, you know, popped up that no, you do not want this technical job uh, because you did, yeah, you, you were an IITN and you wanted to, uh, you know, build a car- career as a designer. It could be, yeah, right now you are a product designer so when did that thought come? And I specifically say, build because, you know, you started from the scratch. So what was the thought right. like? Was it like terrifying? Because, you know, uh, for any engineer an engineer to suddenly think that, no, I do not want to, you know, uh, follow the conventional path. I want to do something totally different. Design is, you know, 180 degrees different from engineering. Like, was it terrifying? Like, how did you feel? What was it like?
1: it wasn't terrifying actually and by, by the way these two things happen separately i figured out that i i cannot do an engineering job all my life uh, somewhere at the end of my first year of study itself and i was like yeah it's there but i keep, cannot keep doing it every time i don't find it you know uh i don't see this as the purpose of my life that i can keep doing it all my life right so that's a realization i had after first year itself and uh It wasn't terrifying because uh, I think there were lots of examples and I was not the only one. There were lots and lots of people who knew that, okay, now I want to be a, I want to be a banker, you know, an investment banker, or I want to be a consultant, or I want to start up, or, you know, I want to do something else. So there were lots of people, there were lots of people who were uh, planning to do other stuff and uh, it was kind of promoted. Yeah. You know what you do, what, what you wish to, you know, you just need to be good. So that way it wasn't terrifying so you know, it, it it certainly wasn't like three idiots where you know uh, our <laughs> Madhavan goes to his parents and says that okay, Abu, I don't want to be an engineer anymore. No, no, that wasn't the case at all, right? So uh, so also my transition wasn't uh, you know, from engineer to designer directly. In between, I was a manager, right? And uh, manager as in, you know, an, an MBA sort of uh, job. And that is never, uh, ever undermined in Indian society, you know, right? You are a manager right from your day one, right after your college. That's like seen as a good thing. That's like a big thing. Uh, it doesn't matter what exactly you're managing, but as long as you are one, so it's good enough. So yeah, so that never really happened and uh, but yeah i was a little slightly terrified uh, when switching from my you know managerial job to housing.com because the company that i worked for is a huge um, american multinational company extremely stable you know they have a like, highly profitable and uh, huge company everything was there and housing other on the other hand was a barely two year co- two year old company then maybe even less than that started by some college kids maybe you know one or two years older than me uh, running on investors' money, stability not really because it's a startup can shut down anytime. So that kind of scared me a bit, you know. But then I thought, okay, you know, what liabilities do I have? Nothing really, you know. I'm I'm alone. What will happen? What if the company shuts down? Maybe you know, I will spend some time and then find another job. So I just took the leap of faith, and uh, yeah, it's been good so far. I would say.
0: <laughs> That's great. So, you know, in our college, we also have a lot of designers, uh, but, you know, their, their work is really limited, you know, it's just, it is just post making posters for Instagram, or, you know, UI, UIs for our apps and websites, and that's about it. So, I just want to know what goes in a day of a designer as a full-time job, like, what are the requirements, the skill set needed?
1: You know, design has uh, well I'm speaking when I say design design is a much bigger field but I'm talking about the digital product design or the ux design or whatever name you call it with so coming from that perspective uh, product design is uh, it needs two kinds of skills one is your analytical skills that your ability to uh, you know understand something uh, solve a problem or break down a problem into smaller parts and then you know handle each one of them separately and then combine them it's it's just the normal analytical skills your intelligence, your IQ, which is needed to do any kind of job, if I were to put it in simple. That is one side of things. And the other side is your craft. Craft is nothing but a hands-on thing. Okay, you can, you know, use your analytical skills and think a lot of things in your head. But how do you translate them into form, which your users or, you know, the end user, the stakeholders will experience? In case of digital, it is screens and all, right? So that is the other side of things. So a combination of these two are needed for any kind of design role that is the field where i am in right and that is why also you know you must you must have heard about uh, uh, designers talking about portfolios portfolios are nothing but uh, they contain case studies and stories where these two skills are exhibited you write a story about you know how you identified a problem and then you know you did this then you faced some problem then you came back and then you thought okay this is not working let's try a different way and then all the way you go and finally make something successful And along with that, you also show some artifacts. You know, this screen is what I made, this worked, this didn't work. So it's nothing but at the end, it's a story which shows your analytical as well as craft. So yes, I would say these two things are absolutely important.
0: Okay, so following that question, uh, what are knowledge and skill sets are required for current designers? Like, could you tell uh, what is is outdated, what is in demand? And to blatantly put it, uh, what kind of designer would you hire?
1: You know, uh, <laughs> it's uh, I, I don't think skills will ever get outdated, not really. Uh, the fundamentals of design remain same, right? Even if you you know you had uh, spoken about some design colleges, right? NID or in NIFT or in IDC, IIT Bombay, none of these have any courses with you know title UX design or or you know product. I mean or app design or something. They may have something called a product design which involves everything, you know, physical products as well, which includes chair, table, you know, your a, a, a bicycle or anything, physical products. So, and, and they may also have, you know, human-computer interaction where, you know, how does one interact with computer and all those things. So none of them are actually, you know, the UX designer, the kind of job that I do or people like me do on a daily basis. So all of these are derived. If you know what is a good design principle in building a chair, You will also know what is a good design principle for building an app. Just that, you know, the medium of uh, expression or the end result is different. That's going to be a chair made out of wood or something. And this is going to be a digital interface which you just touch and feel, right? So that way, certain things never go outdated. What may get outdated is the visual style of something, you know? Like you, you might have known that, you know, the older iPhones used to have this skeuomorphic uh, UI, you know, and I uh, say a clock would look like a real clock and then everything, the world in between moved towards flat design. So everything is flat, you know, because it's cleaner. It doesn't need to look like a real clock or something like that. And a few days back, um, you know, there was an Apple event, and I'm not sure if you followed that. In iOS 14 or, you know, in Mac OS, uh, the, the new uh, Big Sur, which is coming, you would see a lot of other icons are are going towards a 3D way, the skeuomorphic way. So these styles can come and go, but it doesn't mean that these are, you need special skills. Of course, you may need one or two extra skills, but I, I don't think any skill ever gets outdated
0: yeah your knowledge whatever you have knowledge you can always apply it in you know different fa- uh, ways and in new forms which are currently trending what is currently being used but you know knowledge is fundamental
1: exactly and you know you don't always have to follow the trend you can be the trend you know if you if you use your knowledge and your uh, and your understanding well you can create something which becomes a trend and the world follows it
0: yeah what was your first experience in corporate uh, in corporate design like like you know uh, your experience uh, working as a freelancer versus in a startup
1: yeah you know I did some freelance gigs when I was in college my my first freelance work was designing the label of a shampoo company (laughs) and and you know and also the logo as well the logo and a label for a shampoo company I got 600 rupees for that and I think that shampoo company never flew (laughs) it was never launched I believe so uh, actually, I, I got that freelance project as a part of another startup that I used to work for. So that startup was nothing but a consultancy agency. It was called Desto. So Desto was nothing but uh, the proposition of Desto was we are an agency, but we are cheaper and uh, because we make students work. And uh, since it's students who are working, they have a fresher perspective, which other agencies do not get. So that was a value proposition. So I was a part of Desto. And that's how I got this, uh, this shampoo thing. And 600 rupees was a big money for, that, for me back then, okay? So I was really happy. So the difference I would say is uh, it was much playful back then. And you can imagine, right? Who, what kind of company or what kind, what kind of, uh, you know, uh, a client would come to, you know, some college kids for work, right? Someone who, who, who say, you know, I'm not as big as the other shampoo makers or something, right? Someone who's just trying to start out. Similar like, uh, similar like um, uh, say similar to me. Like, you know, I was also starting out in design and they are also maybe starting out in building shampoo or making shampoo. So the bar was really low. You know, what I make, they would accept. It's not that they would have requirements and do this. Yeah, I mean, we did. I, I would give them a couple of options, but then they would never have any strong say, you know, this is how it should be. This is how our brand is. This is how it should. No, nothing at all. You give them something as long as it looks good and it looks like other shampoos that you see in the market or similar to that or comparable. They would be fine. So that's how it was. But in professional, uh, in housing, when I got into it, um, I would say my first few days or rather, you know, around a month, uh, I was scared. I was scared because uh, I had this inferiority complex where I knew that okay, housing was one of the best. Uh, companies which has the best designers and i don't even have a degree in design right i'm like you know the worst guy in this team i'm the last one in this team so that that was the kind of feeling i used to have when i was in housing right and uh, and that affected my work as well in the initial days i didn't do a great job there right but eventually i saw that the fear went off and uh, the fear actually did a good thing because uh, it uh, it it urged me to work harder so uh, the work was, for me, it was it was a challenge, okay, that I have just quit a job from a company which was so stable, and if I do not perform here, they're going to send me out. What do I do? I cannot afford to do that, so I will have to sustain, I will have to get better, I will have to get, you know, better than the other people around me. So I started working very hard, and after work, I would just come and, you know, look into the files of other designers, try and understand, practice, and, after that, it was fine. You know, after a few months, I think two or three months, things were all fine. I never had that inferiority complex.
0: Okay. Um, again, speaking from a student's point of view, uh, we tend to find inspirations on like Behance or Dribble, and then work around it, tweak it uh, here and there. What is your creative process like?
1: You know, my creative process, it depends on the kind of work that I'm um, doing. Uh, different work calls for a different process. But uh, more or less, you know, it it remains same. So, you know, I I believe in user-centered design. I mean, that every designer does. It's nothing something which is specific to me. You always think of the purpose. Why are you doing this? For whom are you doing this? What difference is it going to make to the life of that person? So these are the three questions which any designer, including me, start with, right? So we identify some sort of a problem. It's like, okay, maybe our users are facing this problem and we need to do something to help them out or build a solution, build a product, build an app which would... Uh, ease them out with uh, the difficulty that they're facing. So that's how we start with. And you know, if you talk ask about process, it's nothing. You know, you start with one or two ideas. Then you speak to different people. Maybe you do a research, as they call it. You know, you go and meet some uh, potential users, or you just read about what you're working on in the internet. Try and find out if you have any competitors, what they are doing. Should you be doing anything different, or how different are you from them? Right. Was there someone who already failed? If they failed, why did they fail? Like, will I also fail? So make sure I don't make the same mistakes, right? So these are things that you do. And in this process, you do a lot of sketching. You know, whatever comes to your mind, you paper and pen, you just sketch it out. If if I'm thinking of building, say, a food app, maybe I will think, okay, what what can be the proposition? Does someone, you know, uh, uh, look into a restaurant, get inside it and then see items? Or would it be, you know, directly seeing items? How many items would they see? How many restaurants would they see? What would be the effect on someone who's hungry? Like you know, I, you know, I just use the example of Swiggy. So this way, this is how the process is. And after that, as and when you do continue this process, spend more time on it, you will figure out that you are narrowing down on a particular approach. You start with a very broad idea in your mind, and then you narrow down towards a direction. You know, this seems like okay. This is probably the way to go about that is when you know when uh, the the craft part the second part of design that i had spoken about that kicks in that is when you know you go and translate the things which are in your head or the things which are in your sketches so you go and translate them into maybe make some screens and uh, maybe prototype some things out show it around to people yeah i'm not sure if i answered the question well
0: no <laughs> no it was, it was very insightful. And so I have this question regarding to that. Like what if at some point you get stuck or, um, or even before starting the project, it could seem really overwhelming uh, and you get stuck uncreatively. How do you deal with the designer's block?
1: Yeah, you know, creative block and designer blocks are very uh, popular words that you hear these days. Mm, yeah, you know, it happens. At times, you know, you feel that, where else? Doesn't seem like I can proceed. So in such a scenario, what I feel is it's always good to take at least two steps back, yeah? Because if you've got stuck anywhere and you're sure that there's no way you can proceed, that means you're, you might have taken a wrong way, right? So it's a good idea to take two steps back and then again proceed. If you again proceed into the same way where you had been in the past, then you know it's worth thinking, like why did I again arrive here, right? Did I miss something last time or is, it, or is there no other way? Right, so you do it once or twice and then you will figure out you will either find a new way which will take you ahead or you will find a new exit to the point where you got stuck in your initial way. So one of these two is definitely going to happen. So yeah, I would say what I do is I take two steps back
0: you know that you know makes me think it gives me an analogy towards a math problem it's fine, you know random <laughs> thought yeah because uh, you know what you so it just makes me think that you know whatever we learn whatever we do some way or the other way it is connected you know while you're doing a math problem you get stuck most of us get stuck let's yeah read. yeah of course and then you're like okay you know what maybe two steps uh you know yes there must be <laughs> exactly some or you restart it again and you know you yeah. just find different ways
1: yeah, I, th- I think that that's a great analogy, Harsha. Yes, maybe next time onward, someone asks me this question, I'll use this analogy. <laughs> okay,
0: so, yeah. again, very random. Uh, what does your morning look like? You know, your morning routine—is it? You
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a morning person, so <laughs> most of the time my mornings are not visible because I'm sleeping. Uh, okay, jokes apart, uh, I'm a late riser because I sleep late. I'm, I'm a night owl. Uh, that's I think I'm sure you know most of you guys are as well that's what college does to you so uh nighttime is is a very good time for me uh some of the best work that i have done in my life were done you know after midnight right uh be it my my college work or my design work i'm gonna make of the sure my parents
0: work. hear this part i'm sorry to interrupt but i'm gonna make sure <laughs> my parents hear this
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i mean i mean till today i'm 30 years old and my parents still complain as to why don't you sleep uh, enough you know it's going to affect your body and all you're grown up and you don't understand you know my mom still gives me that dose so that is something that you cannot get away with okay so yeah so I'm a night person most of my work happens at night so my mornings are usually late uh, if I have work I mean luckily I work in startups where timings are flexible so I can start working from 12 noon 12 noon I can start working and, and I mean, I'm talking about a regular day, you know, when uh, we used go to office. So I could I could reach office by t- 12 noon and work all the way up to say maybe 7.30 or 8 p.m. or something like that. So which means if I were to reach office by 12, if I take one hour of travel because Bangalore traffic, and uh, I'll have to get up by 9.30, 10, right? So that, you know, I can uh, I can freshen up, have a bath, have some breakfast and then uh, go to office. But now that uh, it's locked down, I'm starting to work around 11. (laughs) It's a little early because, but same thing. So I'm trying to get up at the same time. Uh, But along with that, um, I mean, I'm also doing more work now because uh, the situation is such that uh, my office needs me to work more because there are new things that we are doing. Things are getting better, actually. One or two months back, it was like really, really hectic. But in addition to that, I am doing a lot of things personally. Like, you know, I started my uh, YouTube channel and then uh, uh, I keep learning or reading something or the other. Then I mentor people on a regular basis. You know, I have calls scheduled with uh, other people who you know speak to me about design or career or anything. So I do that as well. So that way I sleep less. Okay. So I get up most of the time during lockdown, you know, I would maybe continue sleeping till 1030 and then quickly get a brush and have a shower and then sit at my desk at 11. Something like that. So yeah, um, not that I recommend it, but (laughs) yeah, that's what I do
0: whatever draws us inspiration like you know as college kids we're just trying to find something that will drive us it's always you know it's at whatever point you know suppose we have finals we are just finding you know certain so, something that draws inspiration for us and right now during lockdown for everyone most of my friends you know our, uh, our routine has gone haywire, and uh so you know things like this like especially now that i'm talking to you it just makes you feel mm-hmm. like hmm, you know what let's get something sorted so you know it just for this you know whatever draws us inspiration
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's important to be disciplined you know like whether you are a morning person or you're a night person as long as you stick to it and you're able to uh, get benefited out of it and as long as you're disciplined things are fine like you know to gain to give you an example i'm not justifying but yeah at times i have early morning meetings or early morning for me would be 9 a.m right so if i have a meeting at 9 i know that you know i'll have to be at my desk by 9 so i prepare that way maybe i sleep a little early or or you know i get up early even though i sleep late whatever so uh, that discipline is very important, yeah.
0: Okay, coming to your current position, which is super exciting, because Swiggy, um, what is it like a product designer at Swiggy, your journey through the ranks and everything?
1: Yeah, so uh, at Swiggy, uh, I started as a lead product designer, actually. Then I got promoted to uh, product design manager. Work-wise, there isn't much of a difference. Uh, actually, nothing. Uh, it's, I did do similar work, Uh, uh, there are uh, there are some people who report to me and uh, I take care of certain part of the Swiggy app or certain part of the Swiggy ecosystem that's what it is so if you ask me about my daily work it involves a lot of uh, meetings and meetings are not always you know the boring times where you sit and talk or you sit and listen of course you talk but it's not uh, the boring kind of meeting you know most of many of our meetings are brainstorming you know where we are, say, a couple of people are in a room or a couple of people are in a Zoom call or, or a Hangouts call as of uh, for t- uh, today. So we discuss various things, you know, we want to do this, what should we do? You know, so some, someone comes with a point of view, someone else comes with a different point of view, then we discuss, we debate, and then we find out what could be good, what could be, uh, what we can skip, what we should do and all. So we have a lot of such meetings and since, you know, uh, there are different people who work in my team, uh, there are d- multiple projects that, me or my team is directly involved in and as a manager or, or a leader of the team i'll have to be a part of all of them right so if i know that a certain uh, certain member of my team is working on project a i need to have an understanding of project a and project b and project c and many other projects that are happening and in addition to that there are certain projects which i personally take up as well something that i work on hands-on right so i think my work involves a lot of context switching because all these projects are happening at the same time a lot of meetings a lot of brainstormings so you know my hands-on happens usually at night (laughs) you know after my work hours and i just you know quickly take the laptop and just i do some hands-on work or at times during the day as well so yeah that's what it is
0: okay also, how do you explain your position, uh, as, you know, to your friends or family, someone who has no clue what a designer does? Because, you know, people who have, like, no clue, uh, you know, what a designer does, they think it's just some, you know, drawing or something along those lines. So, like, how do you, you know, have you come across any, you know, weird instances like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's a, I, I usually start my talk, I mean, I I speak a lot, I guess, you know, I'm in different places and conferences, so... I usually start with an instance which happened with my grandmother, you know, when I was trying to explain it to her as to what my profession is, right? I think I did it at VIT as well. So when I was starting my talk, that's the analogy I started with. Uh, but let me let me tell you something. That story is fake. You know, I just made it up. <laughs> I just made it up to drive my point home. But but I'm sure that even though it didn't happen to me, it must have happened to someone or the other. So, so again, you know, uh, the point is, who are you explaining this to, right? You need to speak in their language. Like if I'm explaining it to Harsha, who's a student at VIT, I can, you know, go all technical and tell you what my job is and expect Harsha to understand every bit of it. But when I'm explaining it to, say, my grandmom or someone who doesn't know much about this field, then I'll have to speak a different language. Language as in, you know, I'll, I have to use different analogies. I'll have to use different examples to uh, explain what I do, Right. So, you know, say if I'm explaining to my grandmother, maybe I would use some food or some recipe or some cooking, like, uh, you know, how can you customize things based on that I could explain. Versus if I'm explaining to someone, uh, say, you know, my mom or dad, they would know, I mean, it would be much simpler, you know, I can say that you have seen the Swiggy app, I make it. It can be as simple as that, right? So, yeah
0: okay not to sound like a grumpy recruiter but what's next with you what are your future plans uh you know what do you have uh what do you have in mind about your youtube and your work
1: work you know i uh like i'm i'm a very uh career c- career conscious person like you know, i i'm very competitive in this regard and for that i don't mind working very hard so you know, i like to work really hard and grow really fast and climb up you know, whichever I would want to achieve—that's my professional side of things. But other than that, you know, uh, I'm also a nerd. Like, you know, I I like certain kind of thing, and which is which is design in most of the things. And uh, that's why I've started YouTube. What what I believe is, I'm a self-taught person, and I learn from people around me, from the internet, or from uh, other designers around me. And now that you know, when I have reached the stage where maybe I can help some other people, I would certainly do it. And that's why YouTube has come into the picture. Because, you know, like I said, I mentor people a lot. So there's always, I get on calls and the kind of questions which people ask me are very, you uh, know, relatable. There are only a couple of kinds of questions which people ask me. You know, okay, how to get a job or how do I start or how to do this. So I feel that, yes, I say all these things. I Whenever someone gets on a call, I explain them in detail. But if these people want to know this, I'm sure there are many other people in this world who would want to know this. So that's why, you know, YouTube. So I would maybe take up a topic every day, every time and then I'll make a video on that so that not just the people who get on a call with me but even others, the rest of the world can also get benefited from the answers that I give, right? So that is my plan of YouTube. So I wanna keep doing it. I don't have any target as to, you know, I need to touch 1 million followers or something whereas I would love if that happens but um, the problem out here is I'm the I'm the sole guy, you know, be it recording, be it editing or be it doing anything I have to be the person. And since I already have a very, uh, you know, I do a lot of other things as well, including office work, it gets difficult to churn out videos at that pace. So uh, yeah, so that, that's a problem. So I don't think, you know, I can maintain a pace of one video per week or something, but I would certainly love to target three videos per month. And then as we speak, uh, I'm I'm working on a course on motion design that's gonna go on my YouTube channel. So it's for people who uh, who do not have any idea about motion design from the scratch. And they can, you know, see those five or six videos or whatever I choose to make and learn from that.
0: Wow, that's exciting. You know, it's like giving back to the community because you learned it on your own. And now, you know, you want to be that helping hand for anyone out there on the Internet who stumbles across your videos. So I'm like super excited for your course.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's the idea. Let's see.
0: Yeah. OK, now we're moving on to our next segment called Sketchy Banter, where I ask you five questions and you need to answer them instantaneously
1: okay (laughs) okay
0: first question if you could be a design tool what would it be
1: oh this i'd be figma
0: (laughs) obviously it's the new thing everyone's using it everybody loves it (laughs) okay (laughs) uh what font would you use to write your breakup message
1: breakup message Uh, i think i'll use gotham not because it's a, a breakup message or something. That's my favorite font in general. So I, I end up using that for almost everything. So I think I'll use Gotham.
0: What font would you use for your enemy's resume?
1: Enemy's resume. A monotype Corsiva. Um,
0: if you could delete one design tool from existence, what would it be?
1: Delete one tool. Um, no, I wouldn't want to delete any tool i i honestly don't want to delete any tool um
0: what what's that one question you do not want to answer in a podcast
1: where are you from
0: where are you from
1: (laughs) (laughs) well not that i don't want to answer but it's a long answer so you know that's why you know it's not a simple answer that okay i'm from this state or that state so it's long my parents are from different places i was born and raised in different places. yeah so that's why i said yeah
0: okay okay and with that we conclude our sketchy banter so uh, moving on to our last question uh, if your younger self is listening to podcasts what advice would you give him
1: okay advice you know yeah i've been asked this question many times i think i will say that you are in the right track just keep moving uh, but uh, do not be very self-critical. I know I'm saying this, but even till today, I'm very self-critical. You know, whatever I do, I always say that, okay, no, this is not good enough. Let me do once again. Let me do once again, or this is can be better. So I think at the end, you know, it uh, well, it mat- matters to be perfect, but uh, it's not worth, uh, you know, spending a lot of mental space on, right? Because at the end, things are going to be fine some way or the other. So I'll just say, keep doing what you're doing keep working hard but uh, don't be self-critical so much
0: work hard but not on you know don't be hard on yourself (laughs) yeah i guess (laughs) okay so with that we wrap up our first episode with mr saptashi prakash thank you so much for joining us on board sir i hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as i enjoyed it also where can we find your work
1: thanks a lot for inviting me, Harsha. Uh, it's really grateful and it's an honor to be the first guest in your podcast. And I'm sure you guys are going to have, uh, like many more, many bigger guests in it, uh, thing. And I, I, am happy that I could be a part where you're kickstarting this initiative. So uh, really honored to be a part of it and regarding my work. Yeah. I think I'm all over the social media. I mean, I'm quite a social person. So, uh, LinkedIn is a good place to connect with me you know if you ever want to drop me a message or anything related and want any suggestions LinkedIn is a good place I'm fairly active there and if you want to see you know some of my work maybe Dribbble or Instagram and of course I would seriously urge everyone to go and check out my YouTube channel because I'm a budding YouTuber so I'm shamelessly promoting my channel here but uh, but uh, jokes apart, uh, I think it'll be helpful for uh, many of you who would want to get into design. And some of these are actually some of the videos which I have made are not only about design. You know, these are about general stuff. You know, how to negotiate a salary or you know how to find a job during coronavirus. So these are some of the generic topics also which I have covered, of course, with with the lens of design, but uh, has uh, quite a lot of takeaway for almost everyone.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Make sure you follow uh, so on all the handles mentioned above. Thank you.